Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX, uh, helping you upgrade your personal development knowledge. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Fred Rogers, and um, well, you know him as Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, and I recently watched the documentary, Would You Be My Neighbor?, which is just an incredible documentary of a man who has such pure intention, but... Now, knowing a bit about Myers-Briggs, being able to really dive deep into his understanding of who he is as a person through this typology really gave me a sense of who he was as a person more than I probably would have before without this knowledge, right? So understanding that him as an, as an INFP, rather, as an INFP is leading to so much emotional depth that is incredible, an incredible thing that he taps into to connect with children. And um, that's what I want to talk about on today's episode of Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Let's go. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, this is going to be a fairly short episode today. This is really, I just wanted to introduce uh, the, the general notion of what Fred Rogers' personality type is and how that relates to a bit of his story. And really, I, I want to I basically create this curiosity within you, because even if you have seen it already, this documentary is amazing. If you've grown up with Mr. Rogers, um, he's probably personally, personally responsible for me being a well-mannered person. <laughs> I think um, I, I grew up with a lot of difficulty in many areas of my life. And I think he, especially when I was a really young child, was instrumental in me understanding that I'm value and loved as a person and that I have something to offer. And that, you know, being polite to people is just a good thing. And what I loved about Mr. Rogers is that he was a person that did not um, shy away from difficult conversations. He really dove into tough stuff, things that were going on in society, especially in uh, a monoculture that he was within. This idea that there were, you know, there were basically very few channels, very few um, pop culture things that were like gathering everyone's attention at the time. Uh, as opposed to today where there's like tons of YouTube channels and, and all sorts of different things that people are reading or absorbing or consuming, Mr. Rogers was a fairly ubiquitous thing that a lot of kids experienced as they were growing up. And he saw that as a responsibility, especially with television as a medium. And he, he took that on and he knew that he was facing all sorts of diff, deep, difficult things and could empathize with children emotionally dealing with the world in ways that they may not have been equipped to, or they've seen, or he's seen a lot of um, issues with parents sort of ignoring children or not really giving children the benefit of the doubt of them being little people that can understand what is going on. Like children are incredibly insightful and in tune with what's going on in the world around them. And they're absorbing things, even if they don't fully understand what's going on. They hear what their parents are talking about. They hear what is going on. And Mr. Rogers was able to take his FI because he's an INFP and 
really tune himself empathetically to what is going on in the child's world. He would talk about at some point how when he was younger, he was very scared to do anything that would get him in trouble. And he ended up living in his own kind of fantasy world, being locked in his room, and he would sort of imagine things. And then that's a good example of his extroverted intuition. All of the characters he created, all of the the uh, the expressions of him that were kind of outside of himself, giving these characters, these voices, these identities, these personalities, are all expressions of extroverted intuition uh, coming out for him. And that empathy of his childhood comes out through the, I think it was Daniel is the little tiger character. And then there's um, all sorts of other, uh, basically his, his, his growth as an INFP gave him that strong sense of empathy for the childhood experience of being scared of what their parents think of needing a place to explore and imagine and play with ideas, but also learn about the difficulties of the real world and be prepared for it as best as possible. And he wanted to take on that responsibility. And he was able to do that through his introverted feeling and his extroverted intuition. Um, There were certainly elements of introverted sensing that he brought into the fold as he started talking about making sure kids felt safe and taken care of. And then his extroverted thinking was all about managing and running the show. But there were certainly times expressed in the show also where he used his extroverted thinking to be a little bit tougher, especially when he was stressed out. It was very direct with everyone and, um, you know, dealt with a lot of challenges about the way the world should be. And I think that is, again, there's a previous episode I did about aspirations for using your dominant function and your inferior function. I did not talk about INFPs, but... INFPs lead with introverted feeling, which has this great sense of authenticity and this sense of morality and being a good person. And their inferior function is extroverted thinking, which is all about getting things done and um, sort of resource management and creating sort of uh, structures, as it were. Um, And uh, uh, like people structures, like social structures, Um, but not necessarily emotional, but just like kind of... um, you know, building a business is a good example of that. And he would get very, like, it seems like his, he would get very stressed out and express that extroverted thinking, but it seems like a lot of his ambition was about changing the world, the way that the world worked or the way that the world thought about teaching children, right. And not ignoring it. And I think one of the saddest things is that by the end of the documentary, which is not a spoiler, like go watch it. Like, even if you know this, like, this is not something that's going to keep you from enjoying watching this. Um, is that at the end of it, you know, towards the end of his life, he just, you could tell that he was going through this, these feelings of like his introverted feeling, feeling like he, even though he did hundreds of episodes and changed so many children's lives and was able to, to be there for so many people that on the big picture scale, which was his ambition, his extroverted thinking ambition of changing the system, essentially, um, he did not see that come to fruition in the idealistic grand vision way that he would like to, and that it's going to be, you know, a generational generation to generation thing. And that there's that challenge of feeling like you did your best, but you, you, you couldn't do even your best was not enough. Right. And I think many of us feel that challenge 
And it's really interesting to see that challenge come out of him, someone that is so genuine, so loving and caring and thoughtful, and that he even struggled with many things as well. He had a friend who, um, someone who was on the show who who kind of came out publicly as gay, and they even expressed this in part of the the documentary that had he had a little bit of trouble with that as well, and accepting that, um, but he eventually did. So. I think it's nice to see the human side of someone like that because you see someone who is just so loving and caring and thoughtful when it comes to the empathy of children that it's almost an anomaly to think that someone like this could be so genuine and could actually exist. And But to see those little cracks of humanity in there is just such a beautiful thing. And I think he appreciates that about himself too. It's it's really where the authenticity lies, right? Is those little bits of humanity. And um, he he seemed to be always aware of that. So I think at the end of the day, he's this really, really strong expression of introverted feeling, just someone who is just like loving and lighthearted. And he has that intuition um, going through all throughout the show and all throughout the puppets and all about these voices and these expressions of himself through these voices. But the introverted feeling is really what is giving him this intense sense of empathy to be able to work with children. And I think is I think strangely enough, like him being a child, having so much time to himself has gave him time to work through that introverted feeling. Like he didn't have chance, he didn't have an opportunity to avoid it, or he wasn't um, put into situations where he had to avoid it, right? And uh, it seemed like he had a very healthy childhood despite that. And he was able to translate all of that introverted decision-making energy into something that was meaningful and actually did make a change um, to a lot of people's lives. But again, like I said, towards the end, he just you could tell he just kind of felt um, a bit upset and defeated about the idea that like what he did wasn't enough, that he wasn't enough to change the world. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad uh, in, in many ways. And it makes me think like when I watched it, it was like, I wish I had the opportunity to tell him how that he affected me. Um, cause he had a major effect on me and not only just in the documentary that gave me such a strong respect and understanding for introverted feeling, something that I've been so foreign to as an INTP that I've been so foreign to emotional expression and the power of emotion and the power of the ambition behind emotion. And, um, you know, for me, it's been, it's been very blinding for me, but to see that after learning typology and learning how I can better connect with who he is as a person through understanding his motivations and why he thought things and why he did things. And, and, uh, really this documentary was such a great way of getting to experience who he was as a person. And, um, it, it was just, it was just really nice to see that. So I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for what he did. Um, if there is an afterlife, which is not something I personally believe in, but like, I hope he's having a good time, you know, and he's still helping whoever he can. I think that's, that was just his natural calling to help as many people as possible to bring a purity and honesty and thorough and thoughtfulness to the discussion and to children. He was really patient and empathetic. He believed in silences, which I need to work on myself, um, to not work in so many ums and ahs into things, but <clears throat> not only just from the practical implication, but generally in life, learning how to slow down, appreciate the silence in between things, and that there's no discomfort in silence, but it, the silence reveals who we are. That discomfort reveals who we are. The cracks 
reveals who we are. The cracks reveal that sense of authenticity, which again is, I think, a very powerful introverted feeling message that comes from such an honest, earnest, loving man. So this episode is my thank you to him, uh, an expression of what I appreciate about him as an INFP. And just, yeah, just thank you. Thank you, Fred Rogers, for you know, being a part of my childhood that was rough for me personally, that I've talked about on my other show, dopamine.life. Um, it's called dopamine, but the, the URL is dopamine.life. And, um, it's really been an amazing, it, it was just an amazing thing for me to be able to feel like someone actually cared, you know, instead of just plopping me in front of the TV <laughs> and waiting for me to just like grow up so that they can talk to me. Right. So I think a lot of us experience that. So if you, if you have your own version of a Fred Rogers story or some way that uh, Mr. Rogers has had an effect on you, or if you've watched the documentary and you've kind of explored his typology through watching it as well to let me know what you think about that. Um, I think that would be really interesting to hear other people's perspectives and to share that on the show. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, if you guys want to go check out my Myers-Briggs training, which is a free course, you can go to supermbti.training and absolutely sign up for that. I have an INFJ course uh, done as well, and I've got plenty more in the works to do different courses for the individual types, but uh, I'm just kind of slowing down as the year comes to an end and uh, focusing on some client work right now. But if you have a request for any kind of topics or a question or a course, Feel free to message me here on Anchor, anchor.fm slash super MBTI. And if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or anywhere that you can leave a rating or a review, that would be absolutely amazing to share this show and get it out there. And, um, you know, continue to spread the word about typology. And it is a way to, my attempt is like, I'm bringing it here with this framework of like sci-fi and gaming and stuff, but really it's uh, a presentation so that we can continue talking about this in a professional manner, right? Like I'm not here to play the astrology game or to tell you that this is like fake because it's not, it's, it's absolutely not. This is neurological stuff. And um, I want to keep this discussion going in healthy productive personal development ways because Myers-Briggs is not the be all end all, but it's amazing. It's an amazing way to at least start having the conversation about to yourself and about yourself and about other people in your life in order to move forward. So again, super If you want to go through that course, which is basically an audio course, a podcast course. So you can listen to me talk for a while <laughs> and um, again, subscribe to the show if you love it. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, I'll catch you next time on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Yeah.